When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from Pitchless.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is May 6th. Happy Friday. And yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Do you have PL Plus? You don't get out of here. This is just for PL Plus members. Thank you all so much for supporting this site. I led with Jose Barrios last night. He went 4.2 innings, 600 runs, 8 hits, 1 walk, and 0 Ks. How am I going to butter my bread with that? 5.34 ERA on the year. He is a great undulator. And there's a reason why I call him that. It's because he constantly does really poorly. And then he does really well. And he's just always going to be that. I I do not have any loss of faith here. There's a reason why he's had this name for so long. This is not all of a sudden him just being someone new. Really, just stick with Jose Barrios. He's actually not the worst by low with that 5-3-4 ERA. It's really funny. I've talked more about Trevor Rogers and Charlie Morton and uh, um, Tyler Molly. I haven't really talked about Jose Brios because we just kind of all know that it's going to be corrected. This is what he does. Keep starting Jose Barrios. Shohei Otani is just the greatest. That's all I need to say. Jose Arquiti did well against the Tigers. Zero runs, six innings, uh, six hits, one walk, and three strikeouts. Um, good stuff. Four-seamer changeup were good. 33% CSW um, on that changeup. It's all good. Just keep starting Arkiti. Uh, Rich Hill won five innings, and we didn't really expect that. I don't really think he does that constantly. Tanner Houck followed, allowed a uh, two-run uh, two shot. Better slider for strikes, though. 61 over 31 is nice. I do imagine that over time, Tanner Houck does get back in the rotation. Whatever gives first, Houck will get his chances, and that will be good. But I don't think you need to stash it and hold on to it in 12-teamer. Uh, let's see. Aaron Nola, uh, seven innings, one run, three hits, one walk, and seven case because... He didn't get the win with the Mets scoring seven in the ninth, and that's the most ridiculous thing. If you don't know about that, watch the whole highlight reel. It's insane. Um, but, yeah, he's cursed, and that's whatever. But he pitched incredibly well, and that's a wonderful thing. Uh, the Giants had a bullpen game against the Cardinals, so whatever. Nick Martinez went against the Marlins, and guess what, y'all? Seven innings, one and run, four hits, one walk, four Ks. Yeah, he's going to stay in that rotation. Uh, is it something that you necessarily want to pick up right now? Uh, I don't know if I would say that uh, Nick Martinez's next start is against the Cubs. That could work. He's uh, he's kind of a Toby at the moment. He, I still think, has strikeout upside, but he's not quite there with the velocity. He's not quite there with everything. But command is good, and he has a deep enough repertoire. I think like Merrill Kelly, that's what Nick Martinez is. Um, but maybe slightly worse at the moment without the same faith of Kelly at the moment. Um, speaking of Kelly, you have Miles Michaelis, uh, 5.2 innings, one and run, seven hits, three walks, three Ks against the Giants. Yeah, like, all right, that's that's pretty much Miles Michaelis. Uh, Jesus Lazardo went opposite Nick Martinez for six innings, uh, two and runs, three hits, three walks, and seven strikeouts. You just keep starting Lazardo, man. It was fewer curveballs in this one, but he made up for it with changeups. And it's also his fastball is doing really well. It's still at 97. He's great. He gets Arizona next. Sign me up. Shane McClanahan, are you a Shane McClanahan fan? I certainly am. Only eight whiffs, as he didn't get a single one on his changeup and his curveball, but slider was good. He threw 100.7 at one point with his fastball, which is insane, just insanity. That's the word I wanted to say. It's it's crazy. Uh, but 
you know, it wasn't this uh, overwhelming outing. I mean, 5.1 innings, 200 runs, 3 hits, 2 walks, 5 Ks is great. But it's not this, like, 7 innings, 10 Ks or something like that. It's not Otani, you know what I mean? And that fastball is still getting hit a little bit. The command is not quite as pristine. But I'm sure Chain is going to get the aces going to ace at some point this year. Uh, Tarek Skubal went against the Astros, did really well. Uh, six innings, two and runs, six hits, zero walks, and nine strikeouts. He worked the, the changeup that Fast um, talked about with him. If you haven't listened to that podcast, go do that. It's really, really great. Um, sat down with him inside the dugout um, as he talked to Tarek Skubal. Pretty awesome. Uh, the slider was really good here. The curve went five for seven with strike, which is, which is good, but I want to see more than seven thrown. But yeah, Tarek Skubal, I think, is getting closer to the place we want him to be. Antonio Sensatella, never. Uh, Chris Archer threw lots of sliders, and that's really cool that he can actually, you know, he's leaning on that slider more. He threw over 50% of them here for 11 whiffs. But four innings, two and runs, five hits, zero walks, and six Ks. I really don't think you're going to see Chris Archer go five, six innings with consistency, and his fastball is still bad. It was even worse, under 93 miles per hour in this one. Not what you want. Spencer Watkins on the other side now. No thanks. Uh, Robbie Ray is an interesting topic. 6.2 innings, 4 and runs, 7 hits, 1 walk, 5 Ks. I think that Robbie Ray is not a top 10 pitcher, um, but he's going to be like the top 25 or so. Think closer to, um, you know, like I see him, uh, I think the projections we all had were like a 3.6, 3.7 ERA with like a 1.14 whip and a good amount of strikeouts, right, as he goes and hints at 200 innings. And that's cool. Think of it like Logan Webb, you know? Uh, that's pretty similar to Robbie Ray. Maybe a few more strikeouts for a little bit worse ratios. But uh, there's a chance that Robbie Ray gets back to it. This The fastball wasn't commanded as well in this one. He relied too heavily on the slider, I think. And I can get back there. You know, 93 miles per hour is not the 93.6 that we saw last, last start. We want to get close to 95 because that's what good Robbie Ray was last year. Um, 94 plus, but maybe that does come with time. I just think that Robbie Ray is going to be productive for your fantasy teams, but he's just not going to be that. Oh my God, it's a Cy Young year for Robbie Ray. Uh, Aaron Savali won against the Jays. I didn't want to start him, but 5.2 innings, four and runs, six at zero walks, and eight strikeouts, 16 whiffs because he went 30% curveball and 30% cutter. I've been shouting for ages to see Aaron Savali do this. And he did, and sure, forward runs, but this was a great start against the Jays. Very, very encouraging. I hope it's not just like a one-time thing. I And his fastball was at 91 and not 90. Then he gets the White Sox next, who aren't really good against right-hand pitching. It could work. It could be it. I'm going to be monitoring this, and hopefully Savali's curveball continues to perform at this level, at this usage. It could be the return of Aaron Savali, and that's really, really great. I mean, it might be a scenario where he was his back was against the wall, kind of like Chris Archer. He's like, all right, I got nothing else to do. I get, might as well try this. And I'm glad it worked out for him, seriously. Because um, I imagine he was not too thrilled um, after his start this year and really became beat up emotionally. I don't know. But I can I, I understand these people are humans, you know? Um, Adrian Hauser was our stream pick of the day against the Reds. Nope, didn't work. I mean, you got to win. I'm not accepting this as a streaming victory. Five innings. Four and runs already were done. Uh, one uh, one walk, seven hits. Or okay, even worse. Whip six Ks. Not a streaming victory. Unfortunately, didn't go his way. Uh, so he goes. Hauser, we're just not really gonna touch you. Uh, Aaron Sanchez, no thanks. Um, the 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 
broadcast, by the way. It was just so ridiculous for the uh, for the YouTube broadcast. It was so dark. It was just so dark. Uh, apparently, they were doing weird things with the camera and whatever. Uh, Taiwan Walker and Hunter Green also went. Taiwan Walker, six earned runs in four innings against the Phillies. Uh, fastball's just 93.3. Yeah, don't do this. Just stay away from Walker right now. Hunter Green also stay away. Eight earned runs in 2.2 frames against the Brewers. His fastball is stupid hittable, and that's a problem. It was up to 98 as opposed to the 96 and 97 we saw last two starts, but still, I think you avoid it completely. All right, looking forward to today, and keep in mind, if you want the entire weekend of starters, you're going to want to check out yesterday's uh, Plus Pitch podcast where I go over every single start through the weekend. Uh, but just looking at today in an update of it, because we did have some rainouts and some changes, it's Cole Scherzer, Gaussman, Alcantara, Eovaldi, Bieber, Darvish, Gilbert, and Lauer. Same as yesterday. You start all of those guys, even Lauer. It is Atlanta. You want to do that. Uh, Merrill Kelly and Luis Garcia are going today. Kelly gets Rocky Road. Sweet. And Garcia looks like he's Garcia, and that's fine against the Tigers. Questionable start to your, we do not have Tyler Anderson anymore. He got bumped to tomorrow. It was postponed today with the Cubs and Dodgers. So Chad Cool against the Diamondbacks. He can't stream. He's rostered in too many leagues. But Josh Winder becomes the stream pick as he goes against the Athletics. I see this kind of as a Toby. Uh, hopefully this works out. Alex Cobb goes against the Cardinals. You start him. I know we're st- scared about that still ill start, but you really shouldn't. 95 miles per hour velocity. We're still back in. Uh, J.D. Brubaker had his slider last time. Coffee cakes against the Reds. This could work. And Kyle Gibson goes against the Mets. That's a coin flip, so he is inside of the third tier. And worse than a coin flip is a do not start tier. And that's Glenn Otto going instead of Dane Dunning. That switched. Um, Glenn Otto is close to a coin flip, but I think it's slightly worse than that, as we just don't know if his fastball slider combination is enough. And the Yankees can put up a lot of runs on the board. Jordan Lyles could be good against the Royals. It just depends if his slider is there, and that's a little bit worse than a coin flip. Jordan Hicks, what are we going to get? I don't know. It's the Giants. They're good. Don't do it. Carlos Hernandez, Jaime Berea. It was Wascarinoa, but now it looks like it's Jesse Chavez, but there might be a bullpen game. I don't know. Whatever. Don't start whoever's doing Atlanta stuff. And then Connor Overton and Josh Fleming. Vince Velasquez, there's a chance he has his whiffs again. The Red Sox are struggling, but I don't want to do that. I think it's just such a risk. You don't want to do it. Uh, Bo Brisky, maybe, but no. Juan Don, maybe. No, I don't want to do it. All of it's just bad. And then there's Zach Laug, a Logue. He's performed so far this year. He made his MLB debut is what I mean for the Athletics. It looks like he's getting a start today. He throws like 90 and has a good change up. Like, don't do this. This is, no, don't. Uh, looking forward to next week because it's Friday. We do two start pitchers. Who are the two start pitchers that you might want to be picking up for next week? Well, Kyle, Kyle Bradish. It is not Bradish. It is Bradish. I have been corrected, which makes the Bradish juice that much better of an SP round of pun. He gets the Cardinals and the Tigers, and honestly, not terrible. I know I wrote about him um, earlier this week. I've talked about, okay, this didn't work out. He went three innings, and then the fourth, he got hit really hard by the Twins with that fastball. Maybe the Breakers show up in a major way, and he avoids uh, avoids grass with his heater against the Cardinals and Tigers. Not the worst. Garrett Willock does not get one because the Red Sox only have five games. Tyone is going to go twice against the Jays and then against the White Sox. Not great. We just saw him survive against the, the Jays, so maybe he can repeat that, and the White Sox are worse against right-handers. I would do that one instead of Kyle Bradish, but they're pretty much in the same tier there for me. Corey Kluber and Shane McClanahan are both going for the Rays, but actually McClanahan gets one start, and Kluber gets two. That is the Angels and the uh, Jays. I'm not doing that. I'm scared of the Angels' offense, and same with the Jays. I'm not doing it. Alec Manoa and... Sorry, not Alec Manoa. Yusei Kikuchi? Oh, never mind. 
Jays have it two days off, so no to start for the Jays. The White Sox have seven games. So you have Michael Kopech and Lucas Giolito both going twice. I'm starting them both. Kopech I'm a little more concerned about. Um, if I'm making tiers of this, I guess he's in the second tier in the bottom because um, it's the Guardians and the Yankees, and his fastball has been kind of weird, and he hasn't really gone long, and the breakers are not quite showing up. But I think you got to do this one. I like it more than Tyone and Bradish. If you or Bradish, if you're going for quality starts though, Tyone might be more of an option. Zach Plesac looks like he's going for the Guardians, and obviously Giolito. Duh. Uh, I'm not touching Zach Plesac. Pineda and Tarek Skubal are going for the Tigers, and these are appealing because it is the Athletics and the Orioles. I uh, it could be Alex Fiedo as they skip a start with Tarek Skubal. I don't really think that's going to happen. This I'm, I'm following this from. Uh, uh, from Russell Resource, and that just seems shocking that they wouldn't start uh, Tarek Skubal next Tuesday. But maybe there's something I'm completely forgetting. Anyway, Michael Pineda is an interesting one here, right? Uh, you have the Athletics and you have the Orioles. I think some are going to chase it, but I think Pineda's running on fumes. You know, he went five innings in 4.1 or 4.2. He didn't go five. I think it's just not something I want to chase. The floor is too low and the ceiling is not enough. Uh, Keller is going against Texas and Coors. No thing. That's Brad Keller for the Kansas City Royals. No, I'm not doing that. Chris Archer does not get one. It looks like it's a six-man rotation for the Twins, and they only have six games. But it would be against the Astros and the Guardians. No, thank you. Houston has a six-man rotation, so no thanks there. Uh, Sundergaard is going twice against the Rays and the Athletics. It is a six-man rotation with a day off, but they have a doubleheader on Saturday. So it looks like Sundergaard does get it. Yeah, I think that's a probably start. Um, do I think that Syndergaard is going to hit a wall at some point? Absolutely. But you still start him here because it's the Rays in Oakland. Sure, fine, do it. Uh, Paul Blackburn and Frankie Montes both have two starts. Paul Blackburn is in the questionable. I think the Tigers one will work, but the Angels one, not so much. While Frankie Montes against the Tigers and Angels, go for it. Justice Sheffield could be starting on Monday as Matt Brash has been officially removed from the rotation. Uh, it could be George Kirby, but it looks like it might be a six-man rotation currently. For the uh, for the Mariners, or at least that one start, it's questionable. Then you could actually do something crazy where you start Ray on Tuesday, then you start Ray on Sunday, and, and take advantage of that day off on, on Thursday. We'll see how this goes. If it is George Kirby, it's not one I want to do because you don't want to start a guy in his debut, especially against the Phillies. Then you get the Mets. It just seems ugh. If you have Robbie Ray and he goes two starts, awesome. Then you start him for both, obviously. Uh, Taylor Hearn, no thank you against the Royals and Red Sox. He just does not do enough. Uh, the Atlanta has two days off, so no thank you. Uh, the Miami Marlins have Eliezer Hernandez going for two, and it is the Diamondbacks, and it is Milwaukee. I know he has not done great this year, but I think Eliezer could do better in a repeat matchup against the Diamondbacks. While the Brewers, the Brewers are pretty good right now. Willie Thomas is coming through, and so is Tellez. Uh, they are a little bit dangerous. I would say this is the bottom of the questionable start tier. Uh, for me, McGill, Ty Lord, uh, that is comma, Ty <laughs> Lord, uh, is getting two starts against the Nationals and the Mariners, and that's an auto start. For me, Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola are getting two. It doesn't matter who they're facing. It's the Mariners and the Dodgers, but it doesn't matter. Uh, Patrick Corbin, no against the Mets and the Astros. For the Cubs, you have Kyle Hendricks um, going twice, possibly. You have Sean Newcomb maybe making a start. I don't know. If, if it is Hendricks, I think that's a questionable start with the Padres and then the Diamondbacks, but... It's not something I want to really chase. He's just a cherry bomb, regardless of opponent, and it's frustrating. 
Luis Castillo could be returning on Monday, and he'd be going two starts against the Brewers and the Pirates. I would do it. I would just auto-start it. I think he's stretched out by this point that I would do it. Vladimir Gutierrez, it doesn't matter. No. No, thank you. Brandon Woodruff is getting two starts. That's sweet. Bryce Wilson, no, thank you. Quintana, no, thank you, because it's the Dodgers and then the Reds. No. I can understand if it were, like, the Reds twice, maybe, for Quintana as, like, a desperate, questionable start, like, if it were Oakland and then the Reds, but no. Dodgers being included is just absolutely not uh, for both of those guys. Adam Wainwright's getting the Orioles and the Giants. I think I'm okay with that one. Higher the questionable start tier, because he is essentially a Toby these days, and the Giants are maybe a little bit more worrisome, but maybe the bottom of the probable start tier. I think you're okay. Uh, Humberto Castellanos, Marlins, and the Cubs, no thank you. Uh, maybe they push up Bumgarner because of the one-game ejection, the one-inning re- uh, ejection, so maybe you actually get Bumgarner for the Marlins and the Cubs, and that would be pretty cool. I'd put him in the probable start because he is a good Toby right now. Something to consider. Uh, Austin Gomber uh, goes uh, against the Giants in San Francisco and then host the Royals. And unfortunately, I don't think I'm doing that. You got Gombard last year pitching him in Oracle Park. And then the Royals in Coors just seems a little bit worse. I I think it's top of do not. Because there is some ceiling there, but the risk is so high. Julio Urias and Tony Gonson both get two starts. Urias, duh. Gonson gets Pittsburgh and the Phillies. It's the top of questionable. I'm not totally sold yet on Gonson. His slider was better. But it was still 61% strikes. It wasn't like 65 or 70 they used to have. Um, his fastball velocity is still kind of down. So Pittsburgh, yes, but then Phillies, no. But yeah, I probably have Phillies in the bottom of the questionable and, and Pittsburgh in probable. So, all right, that's probably, yeah, you go with it. Uh, Mike Clevenger against the Cubs is not going to be a two-star week. <laughs> Sorry. He goes on Monday against the Cubs, but it looks like a six-man rotation for the Padres. Um, I wonder when Blake Snell does return, by the way. It, it could be Mackenzie Gore and, and Martinez following on Tuesday and Wednesday. But if Snell does come back, that could be Snell on Tuesday. We'll see. Uh, I would imagine Gore is the one out, not Nick Martinez. And then you have the Giants. You have Alex Wood going twice against Rocky Road and the Cardinals. Yes, sign me up for that. But all right, good luck next week. Good luck for the weekend. And I'll be back on Monday. But that's going to do it for today. So my name is Nick Pollock. I'm here in Baptist Below. Then you strike outside.